History of Geek. I'm Richard F. And I'm Richard S. We're the Big Four O. Big Four O. Big Four O. We're like we're like middle aged. That's now right. In terms of podcasting years, maybe we have like a mid mid podcast mid life crisis. Well, that's kind of why we're a little bit late, isn't it? That is. Well, not really. No. So yeah, we've been. We've, stri- got, we've had like a real life crisis. You know, like well, not even a crisis, just real life. Real it's, life. Real life intervenes again, yet again. It yeah. uh, it means that our fortnightly podcast has been stretched out yet again to three weekly. Apologies. Um, but, you know, that's a whole yeah. new niche we could look to dominate. We could be, you know, the most popular three-weekly uh, podcast. Probably unique in that yeah. case, Richard. Uh, and also, we don't often publish on exactly the same day anymore because of no. the uh, the randomness of life. <laughs> so, four, four zero. No, four zero is a big... Uh, it is. It's an epoch. But, you know, uh, as soon as we moment. tie ourselves to, you know, the biological human clock, then, you know, we run the risk that we'll have to kill ourselves off at 100. No. Do really? we have a jubilee at 60? That'll be quite fun. Yeah, well, I think... I'd like to invite, go down the Thames on I'd it. like to invite the... We might get knighted. Did you get knighted over the weekend? I, did, I didn't did get you? knighted. No. Because yeah. uh, otherwise well, I'd have to call you Sir Richard. And I'd be cool with that. I wouldn't. I'm okay if you just call me that without the actual yeah. honour. Okay. Yeah. Oh, I'm just thinking, um, you know, what would we be knighted for? Services to Geekery. podcasting and geek... Geekdom. Yeah. There's other geeky people out there. Are they? But, yeah, there are. Have they been knighted? Uh, I'll... Well, I know um, Johnny Ives. You know the uh, design, yeah. the design gig at Apple. He just got knighted just recently. Did he? But you know, you've got to be kind of English, Sir don't Johnny. You? Yeah, yeah you, do. you do. Well, I'm English, so I'm, I'm covered. Yeah, I'm not. But well, I'm yeah, a, you are. Yeah, you well, covered, I'm covered part by of the Commonwealth. Part of, yeah. part of the Commonwealth. Yeah, I could be part like of the British Order of New Zealand or something. That's right. I don't think it's going to happen. There's You're still going to have to do something. Plenty of other geeky people who actually do stuff uh, yeah. who probably warrant honouring. Right, well, let's honour each other. Today. All right, we're honouring each other. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah, it's been a while. It has. You, you got, Lots been moved geek- on. Have you? Really? You no. been geeking out on much? Uh, well... I've got questions. Okay. I've always got stuff to talk okay. about. Okay, you got stuff to talk uh, No, I'm going to talk... Well, I'll go first. I'll get my one thing out of the way. So, oh, I discovered okay. GOG. G-O-G? G.com. GOG. Great G-O-G. old games. Ah. So, you know, video games or video board ga- games? Yeah, video games. Right. So, you know, I was trying to get my son to play uh, Stronghold. Do you I believe in GOG? I do believe in GOG. <laughs> GOG is... Gog is, Gog is all powerful. All powerful. <laughs> Omniscient. And, and, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And um, and quite cheap, which right. is great. Yeah. Um, yeah, I was looking for games that were kind of appropriate for you know for a child. Yeah, you because know, a lot of games these days are all about hack slash shoot kill or yeah. you know sort of, some sort of sports simulator. Uh, and so yeah, I went on to I discovered the site called Gog because I, I downloaded the latest version. I talked about this before about Stronghold. My whole experience Stronghold and Steam. Sorry, I fell asleep during that. <laughs> <but>. <laughs> I apologize yeah. for that. Um, but I wanted, it, it lacked the mode I wanted, so there was a mode in the original Stronghold, well, not the original Stronghold, but in fact, Stronghold Crusader. Stay awake, stay with yeah, me. No, no, no. Uh, which enabled two players in a multiplayer game, two players to play together in a co-op mode against the computer. Wow. Which, when you're playing with children, is actually quite a co-op, I think, is you know, the yeah, best way to play perfect. with young kids, because you can teach them. Um, it doesn't crush their ego when you destroy them. Uh, it doesn't crush your ego when, when they, they destroy, destroy you. you. Yeah. Uh, I think we talked about that as well. The, <laughs> we're on the same team here. Yeah, that's right. Child. Uh, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, so, and that led to a whole bunch of old games that, you know, things like, you know, the original Civilization, well, not the original Civilization, but, oh. you know, Civilization 3, I think it was, and Caesar 3 I downloaded, and uh, Sacred, which Are was a free? Diablo Are these, like, free? Uh, they're about, like, they range from, like, 6 to 10 US dollars. Oh, okay. And, yeah, That's some of them, cool. are, you get some free ones. Yeah. You can get Ultima 5. 
It's like <laughs> a, a 13.4 megabyte download. Wow. Yeah. I don't know if I've got enough bandwidth cap to uh, support that. <laughs> All the way up month. to, I downloaded Sacred. That was uh, 1.7 gigabytes. So, oh, okay. Yeah, it's some pretty big stuff in there. Is it really? Mist. Is it re- oh, Mist. You can play Mist. Yeah. You can, you can play all the variants of Mist. You can play Mist. No, I never did that. That's a enhanced version of Mist, which is where they re-rendered all the graphics for bigger and glossier yeah. displays. And then you can play Mist 3D, which is the you know walk around in full 3D. It really appealed to women, didn't it? It's a, it's a, it's a woman's game. It's it? a woman's <laughs> Not wanting to offend you, Richard. Anyway, <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> no, no. I mean, it, it, it certainly appeals a lot to right. uh, woman gamers. Origi- so you'd I know see that in the, the taskbar. You'd see, you know, decorate Barbie, and you'd see Mist. No, that no I think that was the way it was often talked about. I know that it actually appeals to you know many more genders. You know, many genders there are out there, but also uh, plenty of female gamers like other types of games, yeah. like hack and slash, like Riven. <laughs> Riven, yeah, which is the Mist. sequel to Mist, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, I never played. I've looked at the pictures. Yeah, you know, I played pretty. it. It was quite. It was a bit slow. Yeah. In all it looked kind of nice, but it was a bit. Slow. I, yeah, I, I, I got bored. Did you do anything except look at the picture and then click well, on things? Well, they're all puzzles. Yeah. Yeah. No, no not really. So, and you know, games where you have to draw your own map. I'm over those. All oh, right. Yeah. The only games I've been playing lately are, are puzzle games. Um, Jigsaw puzzles. My daughter actually. Right. So that's not very geeky. No. And she's quite good at them. Yeah, better than the other. I. The other good thing about GOG is because yeah. games are old, they actually run on my crappy really well. Crappy, I uh, well, actually, they don't run well, but they do run yeah. on my uh, you know, are they lightweight. All, they're all Windows-based machines. Yeah. So, uh, sorry, so what, what GOG games. actually do is they take the games and then they um, they port them across. Oh. So porting seems to involve ripping out the digital rights management uh, copy protection mechanism, ah, uh, yeah. which I, uh, I'm, I'm choosing to believe they've done with the blessing of the publisher. Yeah. Uh, and then making sure they run the you know 64 and 32-bit Windows. Wow. You know, Vista XP and seven. Do you think, Richard, that these games then, if they're being ported appropriately yes. into those environments, they would run on this new highfalutin operating system called Reactos. Reactos. Uh, Which I sent you a link to. I did. I, I did wanted to try it. I looked at it. I thought it was... I think it's only like 0.3 something. Yeah, you know, and they've been going, what, 16 years? Really? Didn't I didn't... Start, yeah. Pretty <laughs> sure I read the history and they said they'd started back in 1996. So for listeners, lucky listeners who maybe don't know what Reactos is, and to be fair, I only heard about it earlier in the week and, and you know, had a look at it on uh, the website... Uh, it's a binary compatible Windows operating system harking back to the good old days of Windows 2000 slash XP with... Well, uh, no, it goes back further than that, Windows NT. I mean, it's based on NT. Oh, it's Windows NT, yeah. It's based on the NT architecture. But I think in terms of the UI, it's 2000 slash XP look and feel. You're right. Well, I hope it's the the XP half of the XP 2000. (laughs) 2000 was all right. 2000 was very Windows 95. Uh, I, I, yeah, I can't live without my green start button. Yeah. Yeah, green, yeah. XP was, what, 2001, wasn't it? It's uh, like, you know, an operating system model. Really? I associate it with 2003, for some reason. No. No, I'm pretty sure it was 2001 was okay. when XP came well, out. We're not going to look it up. Yeah. We're not going to look it up. Okay. But imagine that. Some people have decided that they want to keep that alive, staying alive. Forget about Vista. Forget about 7. Forget about the mess that I think 8 is going to be. <laughs> I'm looking forward to nine. Are you looking forward to yeah? Yeah, I, guess I, I watched a 13-minute video review of um, Windows 8, and it did not look good. 
Well, no, I mean, it looked good as maybe a tablet operating system, if that were all it were going to be used for, but it really looked kind of cumbersome and really yeah. clumsy. I think it's going to be a transition yeah. operating system, a bit like uh, Vista. Vista, as in people will transition <laughs> I'm, not sure planned it. It. <laughs> I'm not sure they planned it as a transition. Uh, they'll, they'll transition over it in order yeah, to... I, mean, I guess the difference is possibly, you know, if you uh, want a tablet and you need to run Windows software on it, then it might be quite useful for in that particular scenario. Of, you know, if somebody writes a build a tablet that's appropriate for it, yeah. Uh, might be quite useful then, whereas there really was no use for Windows Vista. True. Yeah. True. Oh, look, um, the bits that worried me for, actually even myself, because I occasionally have to use Windows 7 and, and other people who uh, live on it, uh, is the difficulty of once you get to like that um, Windows 7 mode or Windows desktop mode, trying to do things like you know switching it off or changing... Um, various preferences and settings, all sorts of magic incantations you need to go through in order right. to access the right bits, because there's no longer a start um, button. No, mm. I mean not that that's the be all and end all, but I mean that's quite a major user interface, Base user change, interaction yeah. um, convergence point on Windows that you kind of expect, and, and you have to move your cursor into all sorts of weird places, and hopefully things pop up like little charms. <laughs> uh, and and other things that just sort of miraculously appear, which yeah. I think is a problem of discovery. I think uh, um, if you're used to a particular interface. Yeah, I think uh, yeah, the, the stuff I've seen. You know, uh, when we saw the early, you know, oh, features, the, the very early, the slightly build. jarring Metro, you know, traditional Windows yeah. overlap, and then I saw another screenshot where somebody where they were running on dual operate dual monitors, I should say. Right. And so one was running. Oh, know, the Windows side ah, and one running Metro. And that I might thought, have been quite cool. No, it just no? looked like it looked like you're running two computers side by side. That's it was, there's no cool. there's no visual cue that they're they're the same. Yeah. Well, ex- except your brain would know. I mean, you are the operator. You are in control. True. Of this world. Yeah. So, so I can choose whether to take Windows eight. Yeah, I, I like that idea actually of having two monitors, one with Metro, one with the standard well, presumably, desktop. That, presumably, that would suit you know, me very you could well. Use your, you could use your old monitor that's not touch capable as your uh, you know, your standard desktop, and you can buy your brand new capacitive touch monitor that we'll all be requiring right. uh, to run your I don't know, do, do you reckon that's, that's not what's going to happen? It's just designed for tablet capacitive touch. Well, I think they're going, to push, they're going to push for laptops, you know, the, one of the... Nah. That's dumb. Well, I mean, uh, they, they may indeed do that because uh, that's the kind of thing they do, is at least create a new market. You have to create a new market, yeah, absolutely. But I'm not in the least bit interested in touching my screen. In fact, I tend to want to chop people's fingers off that get anywhere near close to my actual monitors. Wow. Are you the same? I mean, I like to keep mine no. very nicely I got um, clean and stuff. Oh, I smack them. touch them all the time. I, I don't allow them. I discourage them from doing that. Do you? They're pretty good. Yeah, I'll pretty be. Pretty good at it. You're not allowed to smack children, though. It's a virtual smack, oh, which it's, okay. it's implied violence. Implied. Yeah. No, <laughs> sorry, I, I love my kids very much, and I, I'm a good dad. I would never do that. So, so it's also illegal in this country now. Yeah. Uh, so presumably, now going forward, Windows 8 will roll out sometime later this year, and that will become the so. standard Windows yeah. that you can purchase. Yeah, um, or grade 2. So you know, if you, if you want to run Windows, and you don't want Windows 8... Reactos. We're back to Reactos. But you'd be going back to the future because you'd be going back in time to the old um, architecture and, you know, old look and feel. But somehow that's classic. That's just Windows classic. The architecture hasn't changed hugely in Windows. No, I suppose most software you've got now. But, I mean, I don't know if it it can run anything that's now rated for Windows 7. More importantly, it's not finished. True. And I don't know about device drivers, how I guess they should just work, shouldn't they? You know, yeah, like they did in Windows. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, it won't be any worse an experience than <laughs> yeah, um, the Windows of of old. 
Uh, so, uh, I, I just think it's a really interesting nostalgia. It's a bit like your whole, you know, this thing. It's inspired by your whole Gog thing of using things from the past and being content with them and, and actually rediscovering the wonder of them. Well, it actually had more appeal for me because I have to say, from time to time, I think it would be a good idea if um, I ran some things up in a you know virtual box, yeah, you know, <coughs> VM. Um, but that's software that I'm looking to test or looking to contain because for some reason it goes viral and destroys my machine. Yeah. Typically is Windows. Um, yeah, stuff. And according to you know the law, the licensing agreement you sign with Microsoft, you have no right to install your operating system again on virtual box. You're yes. supposed to have a license for every virtual instance you have. And those come at the very reasonable price of about the same price as a laptop. Yeah, true. I discovered recently. Um, when I was thinking about possibly putting boot camp on my uh, laptop and just to run, not, not on my laptop, sorry, on my uh, Mac, Mac Mini, Mini yeah. so that I could run Diablo 3. Right. Uh, yeah, you've got to go buy another I thought, yeah, all right, I'm willing, to, I'm willing to spend a couple of hundred bucks on that, and yeah. I discovered they're like 400 yeah. for a Windows non-OEM. Reactos, buddy. Reactos. So, uh, Are you going to check it out? Yeah, I'm going to. And look, if it's good enough to run Diablo 3, that's all you need it for. Boot camp into Reactos and uh, Diablo 3. It's never going to work, is it? It probably won't. No. Because I, I think um, you, well, you need all the right sort of installers and stuff for Boot Camp to work. Boot Camp is very finicky. Is it? Uh, yeah, it's not straightforward. In fact, I think they've taken out the ability to install Windows 2000 or XP. Right. Uh, from boot camp for Apple. So you're pretty much stuffed there. And you can't run, um, but you can't run uh, um, Diablo 3 nicely under a, a VM? You know, so. But again, you know, with a VM, I would have to. Well, no, you oh, could I run, you could run Reactos in a virtual uh, machine, a virtual box, yes. and run Diablo 3 True. in that. True. And then you're actually playing in a virtual world in a, in a virtual work? operating system. Does what do you work? mean? Does it work? Yeah, it does all the three D. Well, I don't know. Is how how hard does Diablo three tax the hardware? And oh, the, I mean, it's how hard does any game? It's well, a three D game. Yeah, I've tried Counter Strike, uh, the virtual machine, and it was almost playable. Counter Strike Source. Yes. Okay. I contemplated doing that, but you know, I. In those kind of competitive situations, Richard, every nanosecond counts. So I wasn't going to. Pre- I was not prepared to the take the chance. The same would be chance. true in Diablo Three. Yeah, you know, but you're just playing against slashing, yourself, aren't hacking you? Slashing, hacking No, cooperative play. Yeah, but um, first to the treasure gets the, the treasure. The, that's not cooperation. Exactly, that's competition. Well, it's cooperation to kill the monsters. But after that, right. it's uh, every man for himself. Yeah, but then you're both playing. Uh, would you both play on the same computer? Or I no, don't understand. That would be silly. Oh, okay. I thought land it was play, like a, land play. So I've got one laptop that's capable of playing. Right. Diablo 3. Okay. Yeah. I, I thought it was like a thing where you actually play at the same computer, a little bit like playing at the same oh, console. Oh, I like those sort of that, games like you get for the PSP where you just got to shed it and one had one controller and one had yeah. the other. Yeah. That's how I play with William. I kind of, you know, we, we sit in front of the computer and we play the things together, which usually means he, he controls it and I watch it and get nauseous. <laughs> but to me, it's the same outcome either way, oh. whether I'm controlling it or not. Yeah, see, see with my son, I, you know, because we've been playing Caesar 3, which is a city-building game, yeah. so, you know, there's, there's him happily building gardens and swimming pools and, and Dad in the background just talking endlessly about, you know, how he should worry about his funds and taxing right. people and, and Boring, the fact that he's in debt to Caesar. I mean, Caesar's going to invade him soon and, you know, it doesn't listen, though. No, yeah. young kids nowadays. No, I know. Just, they just don't know how to build. They're used to living in credit. They're used to their parents living in credit. And they, That's yeah, right. They can't build civilization. And, and they treat their peasants poorly, I bet. Well, he does quite yeah. often talk about yeah. his peasants and, and yeah. whether they're happy or not. Yeah. yeah. Hey, I have a correction from, I don't know if it was the last one. You know, we were talking about... 
A-N, I think yeah. it was A-N, you said you, you were going to wait for F-N, <laughs> that was just thought it was quite a funny joke actually. Yeah. Uh, actually it's A-C, so you can actually make another funny joke which is, well, you're waiting for 8011.dc. Ah. Uh, yeah. Why is it called A-C? I have no idea, I don't, I don't know why it was called A-N, which it wasn't either. Um, so I'm equally clueless as why it's called AC. Why are they called N G A B Z? I have no idea, Richard. Well, that's a natural They're just kind of random letters of the alphabet. They stick in there. Why else we all use Greek letters for all I care? They don't make it easy for people. That's why I like Ygig because you know at least it's a brand name. Ygig. Ygig is, sounds fast. Well, I'm going to wait for WYSIGIG. Or Yterra. Imagine if we had Terabit. Terabit. Yterra. Is that the fear of terror? Terra. Yeah. yeah, but no. You know, they're, they're doing, you know, like, what, 10 gigabit? I don't know if there's 100 gigabit wide Ethernet. There's definitely 10 gigabit out there. They must be working on 100 gigabit. Once they go past that, it'll be terabit. True. Terabit. Ter- ter- I mean, I, I'm waiting for that. I'm skipping this current generation I reckon of I stuff. Cat7. Cats, is that, yeah. I don't know if that exists. But, you know, I figure there's well, Cat6. Cat, cat, you're going to need it for your terabit be working internet port. The next generation That's of right. cabling. Anyway, yeah. this is, so I got it very confused. I misinformed you, misinformed our listeners, which actually they kind of expect that anyway. That's right. Um, but then just made me realise, yeah, how stupid is all these this naming? It doesn't help. It doesn't make it any easier. Half the world's still not even on 11N. Um, and that must be why I thought it was AN, because, you know, you just add another letter to an existing uh, Yeah, interesting. Version. You just think it was going to be M. Or O, or O, because why would you go? Why would you move? Why would you move backwards in the alphabet or for you know mm. towards the beginning? If you, if you really want to make progress, you want to move to later letters. So like X. I feel or Wikipedia Z. probably has an answer to this. It does. Yeah, it does. Um, one of our your brother-in-law Richard yes. has a Galaxy Note. It's cool, eh? Uh, no, it's not cool. <laughs> it is not cool, and not. Not anything to do with that. It's the Samsung Galaxy because I think they make some really good products. Some of those phones are very nice um, yeah. phones. No, I just uh, I I came across that um, we were both at a play center meeting and he whipped out this thing and he showed me. Oh, like I got rid of my iPhone, Richard, and I've got one of these. And I, I'm out. He almost hit me with it. It was so big. I had yeah. to step back in order for him to take it out of his pocket. That's right. And it showed showed me it. And it is a ridiculously large device. Uh, it's not a, it's a small tablet rather than a big phone, isn't it? Except he did use it as a telephone. Yeah, did he uh, press it against his ear? He did. He put it up against his ear. I could barely see his face after yeah. that, or yeah. the side of his head, because it was humongous. It was ridiculous. Yeah. Had a little um, stylus. Now, apparently, uh, he likes to draw, so he's really right. into sketching. So yeah. he said, oh, well, this is what I really... And I actually can't find it. That's fantastic. Yeah. So, um, so get a, a pen and paper. Well, yeah, but you know, this digital digital drawing. Oh, so I was impressed by that, but it was, it just looked silly. It I, really did. So I got together with some friends, and, and the subject of this came up. Really? Uh, yeah. And and I and I had to feel sorry for him because he was universally laughed at. Really? In, in many ways. Oh, I don't mean including to do that. by his wife. You know, <laughs> it's, it's ridiculous. It's the most ridiculous thing she's ever seen. And so, okay, I'm not have alone. You ever had that, that kind of that backlash? No. You thought. I've got that this no, is cool no, and everyone's going, no. that's dickhead, and you're like, okay. Right, no, that, I bet you've had that, that a lot, never, <laughs> You'll never see that ever again. Because you're I a super earlier adopter, eh? I, don't th- I am a... Yeah, I don't think so. Yeah, but you tend to, you know, you tend to choose things which uh, are kind of cool. Yeah. That that um, rubberized keyboard thing, that was Yeah, but nobody of, laughed at that because everyone was like, wow, that's... Yeah, because some things... 
because it's intrinsically something that everybody's kind of seen. It's, mm. So its only novelty is the fact that it's silly well, size. And anyway, you could have passed it off, which I'm sure you did, as, yeah, I just did it as a novelty. That's right. As opposed to the Samsung Galaxy Note, which he pulls out with a great deal of pride. As if he's proud. He is proud. He is it's proud. like That's he's true. more proud of that than his children. That's right. Uh, he brings it out and he shows it to me and Fletcher had a um, he, he allowed me to hold it. It almost slipped out of my hand because I've got small dainty Asian hands. Yeah, you can get your fingers around. I, I, no, I, I literally could not get my fingers around. He also had a really slippery white case, which I found interesting because a few days later when we um, met up with him, he had a different case, a red oh. case. And he says, oh, I've got a variety of cases for occasions, which I thought was... Um, odd, odd, yeah. Uh, but hey, no. I, who hasn't thought of doing that? Who hasn't thought of doing that? In its defence, its defence or it, his defence. In its defence, yes. it fits nicely in his clothes. It's just that uh, now he now he dresses like a skater. Yeah, d- yeah. He put it in his pocket and he says, you can, "Can you even tell?" And then, yes, you could. Yeah, there was a huge lump and yeah. protrusion out of his <laughs> pants pockets. You know, he was wearing quite tight um, yeah. dress pants, and I didn't really have the heart to say, uh, mate. That is the most ridiculous thing I've ever seen. So it's good. It's good to know somebody else has done that for you. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Really? Is he still okay about it? Or has he kind of gone back into the closet with it? I think he's still personally very happy with it, but I think, yeah, he's. Perhaps doesn't bring it out quite so much. The fact that nobody wants to whip something out and have it laughed at. No, but the fact that it had a. you know, an attachable stylus. Because yeah. I was... I, it was a lot of people have, pack, of people have styluses retro. and yeah. stuff, so I'm, yeah. I'm cool with that. But the fact is, like, it came out of it. It was like, oh, crikey, that's like um, a Palm Pilot. Yeah. Because they had a little place yeah. that you'd Can you it. write using graffiti? I bet you can. Yeah. I don't think Ice Cream Sandwich uh, supports that. Yeah. He did show it. It seemed a bit laggy, to be honest, for what was probably a fast processor inside. It's probably like a Tegra 3. Yeah. Um, heaps of memory. It was a little bit laggy. I put that down to the software. Ice cream sandwich, I guess. Probably. That's if that's what he was running. To be honest, who knows? You're too busy laughing at the format. Yeah, I yeah. just I was just aghast. Yeah. yeah. But no, he, he rated it. Okay. And I have to say, he's your brother-in-law. That's right. So... Um, unless you won't be seeing a Zoom tablet any time soon. Oh. Did you know they've, they've killed it? Was it the Motorola? No, Zoom. Oh, Zoom. Microsoft Zoom. I thought you said Zoom. No, yeah. no, Zoom. Apparently oh. they've, um, they've retired the brand. Yeah. I good. mean, it's going to be in retirement for a long time. Yeah. But now apparently, officially, they've gone, right, Xbox is the cool brand now from Microsoft. It's overtaken Zoom as the cool brand. Uh, <laughs> or Winfo Seven, yeah, uh, and yeah, they're, they're basically doing the whole media thing around Xbox now. Which is, I don't know if they released a little Zoom, sorry, a media tablet, media player, and Microsoft might do this and call it the Xbox, you know, media player. It, that, probably, it, it seems odd because yeah. Xbox, you just. It's a gaming. It's console. a gaming console, yeah. and box just sounds boxy. Yeah, as in not to be confused with the boxy. Not, not, not that piece of crap yeah. boxy that you've got. <laughs> um, but you, you know, you you connote it with something that's big and sits in one place, not something that you take away with you. So I don't know. Uh, to me, it seems like not quite the right sort of branding, uh, unless it's an extension of Xbox and it's talked about in th- that way. But no, it, it kind of doesn't. I, actually, I didn't think anything was wrong with Zoom. Apart from they didn't sell enough of them, but yeah, yeah, it never did anything. Didn't me. do it for anything. No. Yet, but it wasn't inoffensive to me. It was yeah, inoffensive. absolutely. Yeah. Hey, did you used to watch um, Red Dwarf, Richard? I did. Yes. Did you? Uh, and um, I laughed. Yes. You laughed. Yes, I inhaled. Yes. But, okay, I don't get that okay. reference. <laughs> 
I've only <laughs> just keep going. I've I've watched Red Dwarf on occasion. I was just wondering whether you'd watch the 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 you know the the reimagined Red Dwarf that they did. Reimagined. You know when they had they had a, a recent thing where Red Dwarf oh, and they came back to Earth and I heard yes, it was really bad. It was. And I was because I have watched Red Dwarf in the past. Yes, so I I, I I liked it. I yes. laughed. I don't think I inhaled. So I'm not too sure. Okay. Um, what that references to, but I did enjoy. I was a fan. But of But I was referring to you know whenever you talk about did you smoke and did you uh, yes, inhale? Yes, yes. Similarly, yes, I laughed. Therefore, okay. Therefore, I inhaled. You yeah. inhaled. Yes. Um, so I, I, I am a, I'm a fan of Red Dwarf, okay. and I was just trying to figure out whether I should watch that. No. Last one because I, I have written um, some reviews which suggest it was bad, and I wondered well maybe because I liked Red Dwarf enough, maybe that would be okay, and I should just I should just do it. And I thought I'd ask you because I actually thought Don't. you were. Yeah. No. 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 That's one of those. It's a tragedy, really. Tragedy. I, I think if you hadn't liked Red Dwarf, then you'd probably think Wouldn't it was you? okay. Yeah. But the fact that you thought these guys used to be really funny, and now it's not. They're funny. not. In fact, it's a pathetic attempt, sort of, to be clever in some ways. From memory, I only watched five minutes, so that was oh like, really? I could stand. Only five minutes at the or beginning. Maybe ten minutes. No, it wasn't the beginning. It was part way through. So they were in the in the role, but right. Yeah, you know, it just. Well, I think I might give it a pass then. Give it a pass. And just hold on to my very Keep treasured, Doctor my treasured memories of Red Dwarf. Yeah. Which is like a funny Doctor Who. A funny Doctor Who. In my view. Are they superheroes? No. <laughs> <laughs> Let me answer that for you. <laughs> no. No. Uh, look, I'm wondering whether Tony Stark's a superhero. Really? Yeah. Because, you know, that core thing he's got, yeah. you know, that palladium core, yeah. whatever the thing is he's got. But he only has to fight super baddies. If he fights super baddies, he's a superhero. That's what we agree. Yeah. Yeah. I want to kind of go back. On. No, he is. He is. Yes. I was actually thinking there's... No, um, Iron Man's a yeah. hero. Tony Stark. No, exactly. He's not. a wealthy industrial, yeah, industrialist Yeah, it's the same way. You don't, you don't say that uh, Bruce Wayne is a no, superhero. No, Batman's a superhero. You're right. Yeah. No, so, no Iron, Man, Iron Man is a superhero. Super, yeah. Tony Stark is not. Correct. Um, and even though he's got that thing in his chest, that doesn't make him a superhero. No, it's it Iron just Man. makes him you know, no, no, eligible whatever. for disab- disability <laughs> pensions. Yeah. Um, I think there's a huge market actually in the whole superhero universe. Yeah. Uh, job creation kind of scheme actually. And it ca- occurred to me after watching that Avengers film that there is a whole industry for superhero cleanup. So basically, post any kind of superhero battle, yeah. there is a huge mess, huge mess, massive cleanup opportunity and reconstruction. I mean, you know, if the Christchurch Canterbury earthquake thing taught us anything. You know, it's a big boom after, mm-hmm. well, there mm-hmm. ought to be a big boom yeah. of reconstruction, redevelopment, yeah. uh, and a whole, basically, industry created around, uh, you know, reconstruction and relief. Well, imagine what there could be after superheroes. That's true. You know? Well, I mean, yeah, half of New York gets destroyed. Well, yeah. I think it's New York. Well, what, you know, whatever city they're in gets destroyed by this massive battle. And, you know infrastructure isn't that easy to just replace you know and I don't see the superheroes actually spending any effort going oh crikey I knocked over that building let me help you fix that up they don't have the skills yeah, frankly all the patience to do that I think it's interesting because I mean you know what you're envisaging here is very much an infrastructure company a tangible company that would actually build stuff whereas you know my instinct when you said it was to think well what could I do just to make a buck on the side no. so I'm thinking uh, superhero insurance 
Oh, yeah, just yeah. To cover, just to cover the cost, you know, personal liability insurance Absolutely. against a superhero to cover the cost of what they do. Or as a city, you could buy insurance against your city D- being destroyed, destroyed by, by superheroes. Obviously, it'd be Fa- expensive for New York. Fantastic, because they always target New York, don't they? I mean, New well, York's any large, done. any large London, metropolitan yeah. country, whereas uh, you know, city, somewhere like right. Rotorua, not not going to be high in the insurance premiums. Mm, no. Yeah, Canberra. Well, except that because of the globally interconnected world we live in, Richard, everybody pays for it. Even us well, that's right. down well, in New Zealand. Well, that's we will how you be do insurance. You know, insurance is just about insuring and reinsuring, won't they? That's right. I mean, so I guess you know, all, yeah, as you say, all of our all our insurance will go up if, if a superhero has a fight somewhere in the world. Do you, I, I'm wondering if there will end up being a bit of a backlash. Because yeah, then, then because just, I can't afford, I can't frankly afford to be paying any more of my insurance anymore. Well, they just become a, a human form of a natural disaster. They they are, and if they're not going to clean up after themselves, true. Uh, but anyway, but they they do create jobs. They do. They, yeah. do, they do create jobs in the same way the earthquake did. <laughs> yes. Well, yeah. Unfortunately, yes. unfortunately, or well, creates uh, a demand that supply has to. Um, you know, it has to get back into. And of course, you, you know, after a, a standard superhero battle, you don't have. I mean, it's just it's just pretty straightforward destruction, really, isn't it? it is, yeah. I mean, you you do have alien carcasses and corpses lying around. I don't know; they might pro- provide some kind of biohazard um, issue Response, that needs yeah. uh, you know the appropriate sort of uh, containment. Uh, I don't know how you dispose of alien. I suppose you you, you dissect them, you look at them. Uh, That's what yeah, the U.S. government yeah, probably would burn. do. You burn them and yeah. stuff. Uh, but I don't know. It's just the kind of um, the lackadaisical way that superheroes go about destroying the world around them. Mm. They're not very yeah. green, are they? They're, the they're not. Board. They're not very ecologically friendly. I don't know if they... I know they're doing a good thing. But mm. look, if we put this into um, quite sort of human real world terms, if the police went around just shooting people and accidentally shooting innocent bystanders and destroying property when they're doing car chases or trying to take out... Uh, you know, bad people and enforce the law. Hmm. Would there be an uproar from hmm. the general populace? Yes. Well, the answer is yes. Next question. So, if a, if a police yes, car yes. smashes through your house whilst pursuing somebody, who pays? Does I, the police have to pay? Mm, they do in the states. Don't know. Well, no, my insurance <laughs> probably has to pay. Yeah, but what Again, about in the states? Because in the states, they'd be like, "Well, you did it." Yeah, I don't know. You smashed actually. through my house. You lost control of your police car. <laughs> to be honest, um, countries like New Zealand are actually better off with superheroes because we don't have that kind of. Um, Superhero culture? <laughs> no, I'm going to say, you know, that, that culture of um, litigation True. for personal injury yeah. and things. So I think this was, like, explored in that Incredibles. Right. Film. Have you seen The Incredibles? Yes. Animated so they, one? Yeah. So yeah. they explored that kind of world of, uh, you know, what happens when uh, incredible superheroes accidentally cause harm yeah. and uh, mischief. But, see, in, in the United States, they were an incredibly litigious country where... You know, they'd basically be sued by the municipalities. They'd be sued by the individual citizens, probably even the citizens that they're saving. Yeah. You come to New Zealand, and we'd be a lot more accepting. Um, but that's not necessarily a good thing, is it? Because we just, as we just discussed, that would attract superheroes, yeah, I know, and but superheroes are expensive to insure. They're, they are expensive to insure, but I imagine there's a whole industry we could create around hospitality. And, you know, looking after these kind of events where that would create jobs and ultimately wealth and prosperity for New right. Zealand. So we kind of be like, look, you want to have a fight? You want to take yeah, a fight? Yeah, do it here. Do it here. You go, you go down Actually, Waikato. Well, I was going to say, do it in Rotorua, frankly. Do it, yeah. do it or Palmerston North, even better. Um, keep it out of my town. That's yeah, right. Keep it out yeah. of my town. But there, there would be like designated battle zones that we would create. Yeah. Um, 
do it in Hobbiton. In which case, you kind of get the benefit of a mashup between like Lord of, Ran- Lord of the Rings fantasy with superhero kind of culture. So sort of a long, drawn-out film with a bit of action in it. Yeah, well, oh. yeah, and you could just sort of fast-forward until you get to the good bits. Yeah. Uh, but imagine the, the tourist... In fact, you wouldn't even want to rebuild. You would not want to rebuild after those events. Uh, You'd actually just leave. So you're thinking some sort of a a stadium? Yeah. A bit like Quidditch? (laughs) I don't want to mix my uh, genres that much, Richard. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. I I think there's there's some value in that. Okay. How do we get into that? To be honest with you, though, uh, you know, superheroes do tend to fight over quite large areas. You know, if you take Iron Man, for example, uh, you know, they, they can move around a lot, and that can be frustrating from an audience perspective. It's a bit like watching rally cars. You can, they kind of go past, and then there's kind of nothing. Well, no, you'd, you'd set up sort of CCV TV and uh, camera systems. Okay, yeah. As I'm saying, you whole spectacle. You turn True. this into an event that yeah. you'd actually charge for, pay per oh. TV, you know, yeah. pay per view kind of thing. Maybe cameras attached to the superhero sponsorship. Sponsor. <laughs> I mean, it's just like a racing car, <laughs> yeah, thing, right. isn't it? Sponsorship with cameras. Good versus evil. Brought to you by Red yeah. Bull. Yeah, well, I, I, I don't see, I don't see why, the, I don't see why the bad guy should uh, not benefit in this as well. And in fact, the money that comes out of that, that could be ploughed back into the reconstruction and cleanup. True, it's a self-sustaining industry. True, yeah. Instead of the burden being put back onto us poor, you know, citizens, uh, it actually. So, how long I, do you think before citizens would just get bored? How long before it would just be like every other sport? You know, it would be go from front range news. It'd be on Sky Sport. Richard, channel. how long? What Super Fifteen or Super? Yeah, well, that's 12. what I'm saying. Yeah, audience are dwindling. How before? Is how that, long before there's a superhero fight and there's like half a dozen people? Is it audience? really dwindling? What I mean, well, the, the rugby thing. Yeah. What, they made it more. They put more teams into it to keep it going. We just have to add more superheroes. Well, people, people no longer go. They just watch it on TV, big screen TVs. But, well, that's okay. I don't actually want to go out. I mean, it's, then, it's the middle of winter now. I don't want to watch a superhero battle in winter. But then you don't get do that situation home. where superheroes are more or less owned by News Corp. Well, now that worries me. And that worries that me. That worries me. Because I actually think they need to have some uh, a degree of independence. That's right. Uh, for the people. Yeah. You know? I, I think, you know, they could have an IPO, much like Facebook, and we could all buy shares <laughs> in superheroes. And really, the fate of um, you know, the, I guess, the superhero industry yeah. is determined by how much we want to invest. Maybe we could do some crowdsourcing. <laughs> We're thinking of getting a new superhero, superhero. in this kind yeah. of genre. Yeah, but we need to. Uh, we, we need, need to work cash. Out, we need so, some cash, yeah, yeah, yeah. and we also want to work out like what is um, suits going to look like. So yeah. we'll, we'll crowdsource that. Yeah. Uh, and depending on how many Facebook likes he gets or right. she gets, because you know, you could probably determine gender. Uh, that will basically it's basically yes yeah, synthesizing yeah. it sounds very artificial I know, yeah. I, I know it's getting away from the naturalness True. of good superheroes and the best superheroes are quite natural Absolutely. they're not synthetic, synthetic I'd creatures. say that this whole this industry sounds a little risky so my suggestion would be that Greece <laughs> Greece tries it because they've got nothing to lose and if it works True. out there and yeah there's a natural home they need there. reconstruction and, frankly you know, they've they got a recon- long history of you know, gods and, and whatnot. Uh, so yeah they, well superheroes are godlike Thor. Oh, Thor, yes. Tony we've, Stark. We've been through... No, he's no. not. No, but it's Iron Man. Not God yeah, like either. No, no. no. Thor. And, and that's about it that well, I can Thor think was of. a God, wasn't he? Demigod. Demigod. Anyway. Hey, do you know the Jap... No, I was going to say the Japanese. Oh, goodness. I know them all. Yes, I know the Japanese. I was, I was yes. actually confusing given that I'm Chinese. I shouldn't get that wrong. The Chinese have come up with their own kind of like joint strike fighter. Have they? Yeah. Um, it's a oh, stealth fighter. It's called a J-20. Yeah. Is it real or is it actually... No, like no, it's real. They're working on it. actually a barbecue? <laughs> no, it's, they are actually working on it, and I think they've got some for show. Well, they reckon 
uh, they're going to ha- they're working on it. it's in development but they reckon they're going to be out within the next five years yeah and I, th- I can't remember someone from the United States was quite disparaging about the whole stealth program for the Chinese going oh you know don't be silly they'll never come in their stealth fighter that's why you should keep buying F-22 Raptors you yeah. know the ones that keep choking the pilots yeah or the JSFs or whatever the new ones are that they yeah. are dreaming up because you know the Chinese can't do it but as we learn the Chinese are good at copying stuff right? yeah they can copy anything yeah. why that's wouldn't right. they be able to copy a, a, a stealth fighter yeah you know so I, I think it's great because it's well I don't think it's great because I don't think we sh- really should have too many fighting machines and mm. things but if we're going to have them I think they should be cool well, I mean, the thing <laughs> like, is, you know, the Chinese um, presumably will produce them in huge numbers quite cheaply. So, you know, well, I guess they go for the volume factory. <laughs> and, you know, exactly. Just tuning out, uh, you know, I'll pre-order your JSF. They're just, uh, they're just a, it's a volume game, yeah. really, isn't it? And that's really good because if we end up in a situation where there is a world war, we'll be able to we'll you know, scale to up them. really quickly. Well, yeah, because we can't afford F twenty two Raptors no, or no. JSFs. They're way too expensive. We'll just pre-order some. Now, the reason why I um, I was interested in that was a because I had read about it, but also. Because there's a dude on the internet who reckons you can build a Starship Enterprise for about $50 billion. He's done all the maths, and um, I think it's called buildtheenterprise.com. Yeah. Have you heard about it? Or no. Oh, I'll put, I'll try Is he applying to NASA for the whole how you get to the Mars? Is it? Oh, Mars is... they wouldn't even notice $50 billion. Mars is nothing. If you've got a warp-capable ship, you're not going to Mars. Yeah. I mean, you're going to, like, explore the galaxy well, well and the solar... There's nothing to see there. <laughs> well, well, friendly, what's there to see? Yeah, it's like it's like rolling your car out the garage. You just want to check no, it. No, well, no, you give it a real blast. I'd be out to Saturn and look at the rings. Oh. Well, that's just, I'd be out to that's Jupiter. That's just personal preference, isn't it, really? Anyway, so yeah, why is, no, why is no, 50, 50 billion well, is that covering all the engines? So Yeah, absolutely. Engine? Well, I don't... Okay, well, you'd you, be building up, to, building up to warp engines. Yeah, okay. But basically, he, he's a sounds like a very clued up, cluey engineer who's thought about the problem a lot. Yeah. And he's got a whole website on it. And he's trying to get um, you know people interested in it. Yeah, uh, he reckons it's quite achievable as a as a dream as a target for the U.S. space program instead of wasting money on space shuttles and yeah. other things like that or, or missions to Mars. Put the money into building you know this next generation of craft and the fact that technology keeps getting cheaper, engineering techniques keep getting better. You know we can just iterate. It's yeah. just agile development, Richard, applied to spaceflight, frankly, <laughs> which is a pretty well-understood yeah. thing. You know, it's all Newtonian physics. How hard can it be? Right. Uh, and I'm, I, I just think that's awesome because it actually sets a useful target. You know, no... Well, no, it hasn't set a useful... Oh, yes, but yeah, it, it is. Yeah, the yeah. target of creating a spacecraft that can do cool things, frankly, more interesting to me as a geek than going to Mars. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know... And, and focusing engineering talent on something useful like that. If it meant, however, it that I had to give up, you know, my next tablet or iPhone, I'm, I'm not entirely sure yeah. what call that. But, but anyway. And yeah. would you be happy if one of your children one day became a security person on that ship? Well, like a red shirt? A red shirt? I would be probably trying to encourage my children into this, uh, either the life sciences or in- engineering or maybe the command services. Yeah. Security's not really the space <laughs> that I want okay. them to get into. Okay. Um, having said that, if you're the head of security, like uh, I've been watching a lot of Star, Tr- Star Trek Voyager and right. Tuvok, who's, you know, he's a minority. Yeah. Seems actually, you know, minorities have a place um, on the... They have a big place, actually. They do. Uh, having said that, um, I don't know if you know about this, it's a bit of a controversy, really, and I only read about this recently, hmm. is that on Star Trek Voyager, Ensign Kim, who's 
Chinese. Mm. Uh, he remains an ensign for the entire six or seven seasons, <laughs> and he actually approached the producers of Star Trek and asked them, what, why am I not getting promoted? Yeah. And apparently the response from um, one of the producers was, you know, someone's got to be an ensign. And if you're not, if you're not Ensign Kim, then, you know, we've got to bring on some other ensign yeah. kind of uh, character, which I thought was a pretty poor way of just putting him back in his box. But the, but the thought that a character should get career progression through, through a series, that's... that's well, why odd. not? Lots of other, lots of other um, characters got promoted they either without got the, leaving the series without leaving the series someone yeah. got either well, someone got demoted then. and re-promoted back somebody does have to be the ensign somebody's got to drive the ship well he didn't even drive the ship oh, he, he ran operations he was like the chief operating oh, officer well, that's classic chief. classic yeah. you know he, he operations was, always gets overlooked don't <laughs> exactly he was like sysadmin yeah he was like defragging databases or you know yeah he'd be, like, he'd be like a developer he probably you know his rank was low but he was probably highly paid this is Starfleet, mate. Starfleet's like the equivalent of the public service. So, you know, unless you're, unless you're in senior management, yeah. you're not getting paid big dollars. Oh, okay. So I, I feel for him, A, because I'm Asian, and I feel like, hmm, yeah, minority, man. You know, you just get treated, you're the smart kid, uh, but and you get to do cool things, but you, know, you don't actually get any career progression. I think that was unfair. Okay. And, you know, all these other minority races, mm. they, they're kind of getting some... Even... But in all fairness, Chinese, Chinese is not a minority race. Well, they're not, not, in, any not other globally. Race on the planet. Not globally, Richard. Right. Agreed. Okay. But on the Starship Enterprise, or Starship Voyager, he was. W- um, was he a dominant? Humans. Human. Oh, was he not human? No, he was human. Oh, right. I was going to say, I'm pretty saying. sure the Chinese are human. Yeah, he's, he's human. He's yeah, human. Okay. He's definitely human. He's human so there was, a, was there a dominant race? On the Starship Voyager, human. I mean, humans no, right. are the dominant Sorry, race dominant... in the Federation. No, no, human is a species. Oh, race. Right. Oh, you white people. Okay, white people. Well, actually, uh, um, no. Well, they... that's what I'm challenging. Were they really? Uh, actually, on the bridge, you had Captain Janeway. She's white ass. Human. Yeah. Chakotay, he's Indian. Yeah. American Indian, so he's not. Ensign Kim, he's Chinese. Uh, Lieutenant Paris, he's white. Okay, so we've got two whites. Okay, well, actually, and then Tuvok, well, he's Vulcan, so he's not human. No. So he's, he's black Vulcan. He's, he's like, pretty minority Vulcan. <laughs> I mean, not too many black you Vulcans. You don't know that. There could be a lot of black Vulcans, hardly any white Vulcans. No, I've watched he's a lot of Star the, Trek. He's been the volcano last week. I've watched a lot of Vul- uh, oh, Star yeah, Trek, actually, and yeah, they're, they're largely true. white. white there are not many black Vulcans. Yeah, okay. To be honest, I've never seen so an anyway, Asian oh, Vulcan. Have you ever seen an Asian Vulcan? No Asian Vulcans. Personally, yeah. I feel your case is falling down here because I'm not hearing a lot of it's. It's a it's a majority of minorities. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I think he deserved. I think he deserved okay. a um, Can he act? promotion. Well, as much as any of them act, they, <laughs> he speaks good techno babble. Does he? Look, even the hologram, even the hologram, got to step up. I mean, he got promoted <laughs> from chief. From emergency medical hologram yeah. to emergency command hologram. Wow, he got okay. a promotion, <laughs> and, and I'm thinking, you know, how much of a ripoff is it? He's white ass. Ah, yeah. yeah. The okay. Borg. Oh, no, 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 no. And um, Seven of Nine, she was white. Uh, she was white. Okay. Gorgeous and white as well. Okay. But, you know, as Borgs go. Yeah. So, the, I rest my case. He's been discriminated against. I'm feeling like I'm being discriminated. Am I, am I an equal partner in this podcast, Richard? You are, absolutely. Of course I am. Why are you being discriminated against? Oh, I don't know. I just, I just feeling that. Sorry, I shouldn't be projecting from Star Trek. Oh, I'm protecting my position as a white man. <laughs> No, we are equals. <laughs> we, are. we are equals. Equals yeah. on this uh, podcast. I just thought I've got a queen and you don't. 
She's my queen too. <laughs> sure, you are. I'm, I'm a citizen of this country. Well, this has to be a slightly shorter. Well, it no, we're, 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 yeah, we've we're, got constraints. We've, we've, we have constraints. constraints. I've got to. Um, we don't want to use all our best material in this. I've one. got a meeting to go to actually, and yeah. I've got to pick up some lunch. Uh, we were planning on actually doing this um, at our favourite cafe downstairs and doing this over lunch, except I don't think the other patrons would have appreciated a, a live podcast. Being told to shush, yeah. yeah, and and stop eating the um, eatful young. And, and halfway through, they'd be like, "You finished with that? Yeah, Can I clear that for you." Yeah, and I'd, and I might add, it was an Asian cafe that it we was. would have eaten at. No, I would never do that again because that'd be some sort of minority favouritism. <laughs> All right, hey, well, this has been fun. This is our fortieth. Um, thanks, yeah. thanks for listening to us on our 40th our coming of middle age podcast that's right um, apologies again for being a little bit delayed but we'll try and get back to our two we weekly we might schedule this we, we always schedule this Richard we always schedule it but yeah, one of us sometimes has to pull out a scheduling out. tool like a calendar let's think about it let's talk about uh, that we, I use a calendar Richard um, I'm using cyberspace to do that I'm using Google Calendar I'm using I'm using every all the abilities I have but sometimes the real world intervenes and that means things like work and family and illness uh, mean that we just can't converge on space-time. Space-time. So unless you're prepared to use the TARDIS in order to make us some time, uh, this is going to happen from time to time. Okay. All right? So thank you okay. for geeking out with us. Hop off your soapbox. We're the <laughs> Ministry of Geek.